We're losing! Teamwork, guys, more teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. It's Thursday, February 20th. It's between the Stammers. The Canucks lose again to the Wild. Benning trades for Tyler Toffoli. Brock Besser, Michael Furlan, Josh Levo out for the regular season. And the Canucks might not be done making trades just yet. Art Aronson here alongside the man, the myth, the legend, Caleb Kirby. That was a hot intro, man. Was it? That was hotter than usual. Really? Yeah, my ears are burning. Oh. Whew. Hot good, hot bad. Oh, just oh, hey. just hot and yeah, nice work. Hot in general. Good job. All right. All right. Yeah. What's up? Oh, you know, rolling how, along. How are you feeling about all this? Uh I'm of middle ground. I would say of middle ground. Is that shocking? Uh, are you <laughs> referring to the Tyler Toffoli trade? Well, just everything where the Canucks everything, are at. Where the right Canucks now. are at right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, why don't we start there then? Where the Canucks are at right now? They they're not sh- playing very well. They should have won last night. Yeah, they should have won last night. They didn't, yeah. and I agree with you. They're not playing very well because they're not doing simple things as effectively as they could. Um, I thought that Anaheim game was a travesty. Yeah. <gasps> Massive letdown. Absolutely hated how that game got started. I'm, you know, like, you can't get mad at Stetcher for that own goal because, I mean, he he tried to lay out to block that passing lane and it ends up between Markstrom's wickets. But you can get upset with Stetcher for the unsportsmanlike call mm-hmm. um, against the referee after Nick Ritchie hit him a little bit high. I don't know, maybe he was already frazzled because of that other one that went in, but, like, that cost us the game, you know, going down 2 nothing in that first period and the Canucks just not being able to get anything going. Other than that, um, guys, if we that think game was really it. lackadaisical as well, you Be- know. Before we get into that game, and we will, because it's it's the it's the latest game that uh, just happened, the Wild, which I actually found very entertaining. If the Canucks had won, the it, Wild like, game, yeah, yeah like yeah. how entertaining was that? We're game? Talking the Ducks yeah. here, though, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we're talking about the Ducks. But yeah. if you go back on the Canucks schedule and just look game to game to game, the Canucks really haven't played that well since. The start of this month. Well, like if you go to every single game, they were lucky to beat Chicago. But here's the thing, Art, is if you're talking about this, they were getting badly outshot at the beginning against, like, Chicago and everything. Mm-hmm. They outshot the Ducks. They outshot Minnesota last night. Yeah, true. But the scoring chances, that net front presence, them being tenacious in and around those areas, isn't happening. And we're getting horrible gaffes by our defense that are costing us these games. Right? I think that's the biggest thing. It's just, like, bad plays. not No attention to detail. One thing that, like, drove me nuts about last night and has been driving me nuts for a while is our second power play unit, man. When we get a face-off in the opposing end, why is Godet out there taking that second power play face-off? I know he's going to be on the second unit, but, like, put a guy out there who can win the draw. He's losing all of those draws, and then it kills, like, a minute off the clock before we can send the big guns out there and we got no pressure whatsoever. Like, they're going to have to take a look at that. Newell, our power play specialist, should see that as an issue and Godet shouldn't be taking those big offensive zone face-offs 
because we lose the puck every time and we kill a minute off of our power play. Yeah, who would you have taking that face off then? You could put Horvat in there taking that face off. Horvat's you know? on the first unit. And, yeah, power but play, I mean, all, what I'm saying is you have guys who can who can win face offs like Horvat and JT Miller. I think you put Horvat or JT Miller on one of those two power plays, and if you really need to get one of those guys off the ice, you can get them off the ice. You know. But, like, to lose those face-offs consistently with our second unit power play and to start the power play without the puck is ludicrous to me. I don't understand, like, how they keep letting this happen. I like Gaudet. Gaudet's learning. He's developing, you know. But in a special teams, when special teams matter this much for how much the Canucks have feasted earlier on this season by scoring goals on special teams – why start a power play at a disadvantage? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Really though, like you said, they yeah they outshot the Ducks. I don't know. It was that that Ducks game was sloppy, man. Sloppy. Absolutely. Uh, they was, they've lost to Minnesota twice now. Yeah, that, in that, the last two weeks. That Ducks game was a two o'clock start on a Sunday. For some reason, we were wearing whites. Like, that, that game just had, like, bad juju written all over it. Like, even before that game started, I'm like, I feel like this is just going to be one that will squander, you know? Which is stu- I don't think which is, which is ridiculous, though, because they had no business winning that game against Chicago that they yeah. won 3-0. No business winning yeah. that game. Well, Marky was stood on his head. Yeah. Right? And there was a big letdown after that game, so... Uh, Markstrom was incredible in the Nashville win and in the win over Chicago. Yeah, you knew Demko was going to get that Anaheim game. I knew it. I was like, that's if they're going to start him after anything, it's going to be this game. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play that poorly. The team in front of him just didn't do him any favors. Oh yeah. When you're when your goals off Stetcher. Yeah, yeah. When your D starts off and he banks one in off you and then takes a bad penalty, a bad bad penalty. You know, when you go down two two donut, like you're not coming back. I thought the effort was there against Minnesota. Like that game was entertaining from start to finish. It was. <sighs> My issue with this game is Jordy Ben cannot be in a he cannot be playing as many minutes as he's playing. So is Oscar that, Fattenberg hurt or is he just, Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. So that, that that's why. Yeah. That first goal last night, that was a fifty fifty puck in the neutral zone. And Ben overskates it trying to go for it. And then, boom, Minnesota has an odd man rush coming down, and they score off a deflection over over top of Markstrom. One goal right there. I'm like, dude, just back away, defend it, and maintain some gap control on this guy, force him outside. But, no, he overskates it. It's pretty much at the red line, gets burned, and then goal goal for Minnesota right away. As soon as I saw that play, I'm like, I'm annoyed by this, but the Canucks are good enough. They can score enough goals to come back. They come back. There's that one shift where the Canucks are in their zone for two minutes or whatever. I I just didn't like the philosophy at the start of the game. Like, the Canucks started Jay Beagle, and that line got three shifts before any other line did. And I was just like, why? Like, we're the better team here. Why are we starting our fourth line? Energy, they want to get Mott going. Uh, and I Who thought, had a whale of a game? I thought Maude had a fantastic game. Was probably the best player on the ice. I know. I just, I just don't like that philosophy. I just, I like, especially when I wanted to see Toffoli and Pet- Pedersen and those guys out there dictating play, which they were every time when they had the puck. Oh, it's just level of compete from certain guys. Louie looked like he was on autopilot for huge portions of that game last night. He's the reason why. 
that second that second puck doesn't get out of the zone, right? The Canucks are hemmed in on their zone. Our poor defenders are, you know, huffing for air. All three forwards go and change all at once, you know, of a simple play. Like, the puck is on the boards. All you have to do is bank it off the wall to get it out. He loses it in his feet, and the guys get hemmed in for another minute, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, these are simple details. The Ben play was simple. Louis' play last night was simple. The goal that went off Stetcher was an unfortunate bounce, but, like, why is he standing there? You know, be tighter to the man you're trying to take. Get underneath him. I just, like, our defense sometimes just, like, it, it puts me into fits, man. Anyways, the Canucks, like, it wasn't just those guys. Petey fan on a couple in the first period, you know. Louis had that wide-open net where he was stick-handling away and just couldn't get a shot off. The Canucks had their chances. We probably should have beat Minnesota, but we weren't able to do it. But going back to coaching, we talked about the power play, right? How Newell can't be putting Godet out there. Another thing is overtime and shootouts. Why isn't Hughes shooting? Yeah. I what I what I really wanted to talk about in this podcast is the fact that Canucks have not played very well this month. That's what I'm saying. They just haven't. And you know what? I think, I'm only, you know what it is. I'm you know what I think it is. Details here. I know, but are we going to like detail every oh, single well, I'm play? You, like, like what? what get I'm, Hughes in the shootout is yeah. what I'm saying, and yeah. then we can go into your broader overall philo- philosophical spectrum of why they're not playing well. Well, I, I, I just I feel like since 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 Besser went down. It has been a jumble, a jambalaya of lines and trying to find things that work. And it just, it just hasn't, it hasn't been good. Like, I can only remember like one or two games where I was like, man, the Canucks deserved to win that game. And last night was one of them. Well, to fully uh, fit in pretty well for his first game, I thought. Yeah, he did. You know, gets yeah. an apple on in his first game as but well. But it's, it's I'm not, I'm not just talking about one line. I'm talking about all the lines. I'm talking about uh, what happens on the power play as well. Sutter going on the first unit power play to fully taking a spot nicely, which is obviously a better, a big upgrade for my money there. Yeah. Um, but they're in a period of transition too right now. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. I feel like this entire month has been a period of transition. Yeah. Yeah, and this is before Toffoli came. I'm but talking can you about tell me why month. Quinn Hughes isn't in the goddamn shootout? Why isn't he in the shootout? Well, the Canucks should have won the shootout before that, before Quinn Hughes even went in. Why wouldn't you right? put that guy in your top three in your shooting lineup? Who else has proven that they're they're great in the shootout? Besser's not even great in the shootout. Why aren't you trying other guys? You have Petey and Miller, who I'd say are your one and two right now. But, like, Quinn Hughes, he's been playing extremely well all over the ice, has good hands, good vision. Why wouldn't you try him? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is converting. On a level where you're like, this guy needs to be in here. Why is, you know, Pearson going again and Bo going again before Hughes even gets a look? These are coaching things that could get us more points. Yeah. 60 games in, Canucks are one point behind the Edmonton Oilers. They have 70 points. Lots of teams hot on their trail here. The Pacific Division is up for grabs. The Canucks need to probably win... 12 out of the next 22 games that are left, at least, to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's probably it comes down more, to that. Probably more than that. Yeah, that's what I said. At least at least 12 yeah. of the next 22 games. And I think that's 
more than reasonable. I think they can easily do that with what they have. And I think Toffoli is going to fit in well, whether you play him with uh, P.D. Miller on the top line or if you put him with Bowen Pearson and put Jake back up on that top line. I'm not worried about the top six at all. I'm worried about other guys pulling their weight. And I'm yeah, worried about the, our defense staying healthy because yeah, but like, but as you soon know as what a I, guy you gets know, hurt, yeah, you know what I, as you, soon as a guy gets hurt on the back end, Art, we fall apart back there. You know what I'm saying, though, and I've said this since day one. The top guys score and do their jobs. We're not talking about some of these little details, these little mistakes, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, it sounds like the Canucks aren't done making moves. I think we should talk about the trade. We have to. We haven't been. It's probably the biggest trade since JT Miller. It's maybe the second biggest trade Jim Benning has made in his yeah, time it's here. One of one of the biggest trades they've done. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, do you think the Canucks needed that trade? Because we Absolutely. went. We, we came. We came. We came to the trade deadline. I asked you for weeks now. Yeah. Should the Canucks make a move? Do something at the trade deadline? And we were both saying no. Yeah. Stand pat. Because Besser wasn't injured, and then right. Besser got injured, and they had to make a move. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little fishy that they make the trade for Toffoli and then the next day they announce the Besser injury out for the year. You know, and especially when you make a trade, what you gave away for a guy like Toffoli who's a free agent at the end of the year, I think they're going to try and get this contract signed with him. And I wouldn't be surprised that if they lock him up on a contract, Besser comes back a little bit later after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're 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 playing around with some cap, some LTIR cap here to make this all go down and happen. Yeah, I mean Furlan going on IR, so is Josh Levo and Besser freeing up some money, right? Yeah, uh, when 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 would Brock Besser be eligible to come back? Well, if you're if I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and sign to Foley, and then once they're going to do that, they're going to bring Besser back. Is Jim Benning on why he made the trade for Tyler Toffoli? I didn't want, like, you know, with Josh Levo out now for the year and, and uh, Michael Furland out for the year and, you know, Brock with this injury, I wanted to send a message that, you know, I wanted to help the players in the locker room. I want to help the coaches. Um, and, you know, it's been a positive vibe around the group this year, and I want to s- compete here coming down the stretch for a playoff spot. So... Um, you know, you make the playoffs, you don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. So that's that's the message I was trying to send by adding a player like Tyler to our group. Now, I've seen a lot of mixed messages on this trade. Giving up Tyler Madden, who has been pretty good at Northeastern. So Hobie Baker finalist. Yeah, put up 37 points in 27 games played. That's about the lines of Adam Gaudet when he was down there, right? Making, uh, putting points up like that. Uh, giving a second round pick in this draft. Now the Canucks don't have a first or second round pick in this draft coming up. Um, and Schaller is a sweetener. And Schaller is the sweetener. I am so happy that Schaller was in this deal. Like, I did a little fist pump when Schaller was in this uh, deal. It I was, could, it, ta- it was I could a take him or leave him. When it was different, I just I they, I think I don't think he's fast enough. They bring a guy up like Zach McEwen and they bring a guy up like Bailey and they go, okay, these are our two next guys that can easily replace Schaller. Yeah, that's what it looks like, right? Exactly. Now, if Brock Besser is out for the year 
And if he's not returning to this lineup, I think he's coming back, which we think he is. But if he's not, does this seem like a move you should make? Yeah, it is. Like if Brock Besser's not there, you're probably not going to make a huge run. It's right? still a move you should make. You owe it to the guys who've come this far to try and make these playoffs. You can't give up on the on the guys. You can't give up on the coach who's worked his ass off to try and get you here. And you can't give up on the guys who have gone all in, the JT Millers, the Elias Pettersons. You can't say, shut it down, we're going to be sellers now. That's ridiculous. Yeah. and There's I don't, no, there's but I don't, no way you can yeah, do I don't, that. But I don't, think you're, I don't think you have to say, we're shutting it down. You don't have to say that. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you I, it's your that. actions, right? It's not your words, it's your actions. And it's what you do that's going to speak louder than anything you say. And I think Benning did the right thing here. I 100% do. And people who are complaining about Tyler Madden, you know, uh, being a good piece and us letting him go, that guy is still, like, three years away at least from being, like, an NHLer, you know? Look at Gaudette's path. It's, his path is going to be very similar to that trajectory, to being an impact piece. And by that time, L.A. will have lots of prospects, and he will be a piece that L.A. can build around and do all that sort of stuff. But the Canucks are in a mode right now and especially when this trade happened where they're sitting first in the Pacific Division, they need to go for it. You know, like, the the rebuild isn't over-over, but, like, you got to start looking at pieces and saying, how can I strengthen this group now? If these guys are too far away from coming in, you know, what can I do? And with guys like Hoaglander and, and Pod, Pod – I'm not Pod Colson. Um, what's his name there? Yeah, Pod Colson. The uh, – you know, the Canucks still have a lot of good pieces in the pipeline. I'm glad they didn't give away to D-Man, to be honest. I thought, like, when I first heard this deal go down, I was like, if this is you, Levy, this is going to sting more. And then when I heard it was Tyler Madden, I was like, I'm all right with this, you know? I don't understand why the Canucks aren't making a trade for a defenseman. Because there's nothing out there that's affordable. Alec- that's that's, that, that's going to be that much of an impact Alec player. Martinez went for quite a bit. So did uh, Marco Scandella. Yeah. But not as much as Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. I, I, I really wish the Canucks had picked up or will pick up an offer. And there's lots of rumors that they're going to go after Wayne Simmons. I don't I, know what they'd have to give up for that. I don't want that. I don't want the Wayne Simmons thing to go down. I, I, I like, I'm okay not having Wayne Simmons. Right. Uh, Jim Benning on why he traded Tyler Madden. Because I feel we have seven players young players in our system that i think are going to you know be on our team here in the next two or three years um, i'm talking about players in utica draft picks that we've drafted the last couple of years I, I i count like seven on the conservative side and that's a third of the team so you know you can't and with the young you know the six or five or six seven young guys we have now that's two-thirds of our team in the next two or three years that are going to be 25 years and younger so i just felt like with our prospect pool being as deep as it is right now um you know I, it was a tough decision i'm not going to lie it's it's hard to you know we drafted uh we drafted them we've worked with them uh chris higgins has worked with them lots this year and but, you know, I just feel like we have enough good young players in our system that, you know, not all of them are going to play and make it. But um, I felt comfortable with the players we have coming that we'll be all right. Uh, according to Puckpedia, Toffoli's in the final year of a deal that pays him an annual average of $4.6 million, and he'll be a UFA 
at the end of the season. You foresee the Canucks re-signing this guy. Yeah. I don't like if they if, if they make this trade and they don't lock him up, I'm going to be pissed off at this trade. Yeah. I feel like they have to lock him up. That's a must do for this trade to be successful. That's a must do for this trade to be successful. Where it stings less is like obviously it stings for Michael Furlan this news of him like going out and playing a period in Utica and not being able to handle it, you know, sucks. But I think that was the catalyst for this trade to happen. The Besser news also was like, yeah, he's hurt. This isn't good either. But just like at the beginning of the season, they brought Michael Furlan in to be a top six guy. And that hasn't pounded out at all. The Canucks have still had success without him, right? To bring in a guy like Toffoli for what you even paid for him and to put Besser on the uh, IR as well as Furlan on the IR and having a guy like Levo out there. I think that gives them enough time and wiggle room to try and ink to Foley to to be a piece on this team moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, and, and if they don't do that, like if he isn't inked beyond this year, yeah, I'm gonna say it was a misfire because even if he comes in for the playoffs, it's it's probably not enough. You want you want to Foley on a multi year. How bad is it going to look if the Canucks don't make the playoffs after making a trade like this? Right? Well, it's going to look pretty bad if they don't. I think they will. Yes, but like I, I, we I know said, it's 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 just a matter. It's more on the defensive side with me, man. Like they gotta they gotta take a look at what they're doing back there as far as bringing a guy in to to stabilize that back end. And you have had guys in Utica who we've been waiting for for a while to try and come in and take the reins away from guys like Ben, even a guy like Stetcher, who I like Stetcher. I think he works hard and everything like that. But where are these defensemen that are in Utica that have been either ripping it up this year or have been marinating down there for a couple of years to bring in? Like your Guillaume Brisebois, your Brogan Rafferty, Ole Ulevi. Like somebody's got to be able to step in and hopefully wrestle away a spot to be a better player on that on that back end. I just, I don't know. It's their weakness, and we've been saying it all season. We've been saying it's their weakness all, it's been their weakness all season, and guys like Edler and Tanev have more than pulled their weight this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, it just kind of puzzles me a little bit because they, 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 they think that that's a position of strength for them. Defense. Yeah. Yeah. I think they clearly think that. When a guy goes down, it's not. Like, as soon as you lose a guy, they're in trouble, right? And they're t- they talk about these prospects, but these prospects on the back end, they haven't showed us anything. They haven't, but you, you kind of wonder, is it, have they, sh- haven't they showed us anything because they haven't been given the opportunity to show us something? Or haven't they showed us anything because they're still being developed? I'd just like to see them, you know? I'd, I'd like to see... A guy like you, Levy, step in for a game and just just to see where we're at. It's kind of tough now because yeah. we're, you know, fighting for our playoff lives. But I guess everybody in the Pacific's doing the same thing. Hey, Edmonton got bad news this week about Cliff Bomb being out. Mm-hmm. That's their Edler, right? Like yeah. that guy makes that blue line a lot, a lot better. So, I don't know. You just kind of get the feeling now that like that first place Pacific Division finish is. It's a it's dog's very, breakfast. Yeah, it's a dog's breakfast, and it could go any which way. I think Vegas Whereas, like, looks I like I feel like Vegas is the team that's yeah. that's going to do it now. I know. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. 
Vegas picking up Alec Martinez. Uh, He's slow, though. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish that uh, the Canucks had made made a move for, like, Scandella. I think that's what I wish they had done when he was cheap. Had to have that foresight. But for whatever reason, they consider their defense uh, a position of strength because of Fattenberg, I guess. But he's out. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like what they've done there on the backhand right now. Putting so much pressure on Hughes, who's played magnificently. Hughes can handle it. Hughes and Tanev as a pairing this year have been magnificent. Yeah. And Edler and Stetcher as a pair has been really, really good too. Edler's been fantastic. But have you been hearing rumors about Stetcher being like on the trade block? Yeah. How can we be trading away defensemen? Well, we got to make any we sense. Gotta to have, me. We got to have defensemen. I like, think, if Stetcher's on the market to like be traded for like but that's Simmons, a rumor. That's going to be fucked. If that's you ask a me. rumor. And I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think we're trading anybody at D because we're too thin back there. I think we're thin too, but by everything that this management has done so far, they consider the defense a position of strength. I think they're seems. just saying that. You think so? I think that's more just words. If if we would have, if they they would have traded a D man if they thought we could have gotten rid of one. We haven't. We haven't traded a D man at all. Mm-hmm. I, the only reason we haven't added a D man is because you can't get a good one for the amount of cap room the Canucks have right now. Doesn't get any easier for the Canucks. Like playing Boston the Saturday. Yeah. And then you got to go out on the Eastern road trip, which is never easy. Yeah. It's never easy. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, how this team plays in the next four games because really every single game is a dog. Every single point right now is so important. Like well, that point they didn't get last night is. Man, oh, it that fucking sucks. It hurts. Yeah. The the lot. We should have had four points in these last two games, and we got one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Should cakewalk Anaheim. Yeah. Like every other team is cakewalking Anaheim. Yeah. The Canucks can't apparently. And then Minnesota, like that stung last night, man. Uh, that game, like that game, should have been won. But I did like what I saw from from Toffoli coming in here. And I think he will, I think he will gel in the top six. He's and, fun to watch. Put up some, put up he, some points. He's for us. fun to watch, man. Yeah. He, and he can play at the same speed and hockey IQ as Elias Pettersson. I think we can see that yeah. already. I know it's only one game, but yeah. you can you can see that already. Just like he's fingers crossed. Besser gets back in time. Fingers crossed they make a deal with Toffoli to keep him. Um, Boston's going to be a meat grinder of a game. I think Montreal and Ottawa are, are winnable, even on the road. Mm-hmm. But they are on the road. Toronto's winnable right now, the way yeah. they're playing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's crucial times for the rest. Of, you know what? At least we're in a position where every single game matters, right? That's kind of fun. That's uh, that's that's what I say. Like yeah, it's absolutely. been how long? It's been you know how long it's been since we've had a run like this. And that's where I think it does make sense to make the trade for and the And we Foley. still and, – and to be honest, man, we still have, like, the best goalie in the league or, like, a top three goaltender in this league right now. Like, he's played that good this year. And the only reason, like, really, why we've lost these last two games is bad bounces in front of him that have gotten in that he's had no chance of stopping, mm-hmm. right? If we can limit those types of mistakes and if we can get the net a little more clear out in front of him, moving guys around back there – Markstrom's going to stop everything. He's been wonderful. And that's still why I believe this team can do this, like why they can make it 
Like, our goalie is that good that if we don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be flabbergasted being like, with a goalie this good, how could we have not have done it? Because you know the Canucks are going to ride him into the postseason. Markstrom, from here on out, is in every single game he possibly can be in. Do you think they should, like, move to re-sign him before the playoffs or continuing on this trend of just... The talks are ongoing, though, right? The talks are ongoing. Yeah. But, like, he's been the MVP this year. Yes. That guy could steal us a series. Like, if we make the dance, that guy could steal us a series. He's that good. I want to say something about Elias Patterson. I think, and this is going to come with age a little bit, and I wish I wish the NHL would help him out a little bit more. But he puts himself in a position to get hurt. A lot he does. Like, there are, there are a lot of moments where he does. That should have been a penalty last night on Dumba when he stuck his leg out. I didn't I was, agree. That was, that was a clear penalty, I don't man. think it was. He stuck his leg out. I don't think him. it was. I think he went after him with, when he had the puck, and he tried to take the man. But he stuck and his Petey, leg out. He got beat and stuck no, his leg Petey out. No, Petey was doing a move while Dumba did it. But, I was walk- but Dumba stuck his leg out. He didn't. You can't hit someone with your leg. He di- Well, the only reason why he hit his leg was because Petey was trying to put a move on him. He went to go take the body. There's nothing wrong with that But play. he In hit the him with the his leg. Petey, it's not just him hitting Petey, it's them colliding together. He's coming to take the man, and Petey shifts, and his leg makes contact. That, to me, was a clean play. No. All day. No. Yeah. Clean play. And it's funny, I was watching it with my buddy, too. We are both watching it, and everyone's up in arms. We're like, rrr, rrr. I'm like, I'd make that play, playing D, all day. But he got beat, and he stuck his leg out. He didn't get beat. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, Watch he did. it again. Watch it again and I tell me that that's a penalty. I watched it last night multiple times. It was a no. penalty. Garrett was it losing was. his mind on it. He's just like, no, Elias Patterson, he deserves it. He's a star. All this sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're going straight to the net and you're trying to deke a guy out and you're in the middle of the ice and he makes a move to take your body, it's not a penalty. I'm sorry. It's not. It wasn't knee on knee or anything like that. That is, like, that's textbook defense right there. How else is he supposed to stop him? You just let him take the lane? You can't. It's not a penalty. Well, you can't stick your leg out and trip someone. You can't stick your leg out and trip somebody on purpose, but that wasn't an intentional trip. That was both. Whether of them it was going intentional or not, it's still a trip. I thought it was a good non-call by the ref. Yeah, it's a trip. There was, was a, a trip. lot of there was a lot of other things that I would have called before that last night that didn't get called. It was a trip. It wasn't a trip. It was a trip. No, it was a trip. Uh, then there was another play behind the net where he kind of like came out fast. Anyways, I just wish he would do a little bit more to protect himself on some of these plays. Like, it's exciting to watch him do it, but he's going to get popped if he doesn't have his head up on a few of these plays. The, the thing about Petey is he's even close to hitting his ceiling yet, and, and part of the reason why is because his body hasn't developed. Yeah, I just kind of wish that uh, he would, uh, you know, maybe not make a few of these plays. It reminds me of Ryan Kessler when Ryan Kessler was younger. And uh, he was doing things, and he was constantly on his knees because he was getting knocked down, bowled over, whatever. And I was just like, man, this guy's frustrating because you can see the skill, but he keeps getting knocked down. He keeps getting falling down going for it. But he's at least hard-nosed enough to go to those areas. Petey's doing the exact same types of things, except he has way more skill than Kessler did at the time, and he's paying the price for it because he's not as big. You know what he reminds me of, actually? And I've kept trying to, like... Right, my who does P- P- Peterson? Who does P remind me of? You know, who reminds me. He reminds me of Paul Korea. Yeah, yeah. I With think that same skilled. type of speed and Paul was really smart. 
like a really smart player and he could, you know, duck out of plays. And I just wish he would show, I wish Petey would show a little bit more of that ducking out of situations where he could get his head knocked off. Petey's just going to get bigger and he's going to get better. It's just like he's, he doesn't have like a lot of the muscle that some of these guys that he's trying to make moves on do. That's not a knock against him. He's just young, right? And did you just say that Paul Correa wasn't a skilled player? I said he's not as skilled as Petey. Well, you just you just compared Petey to Ryan Kessler. Yeah, and I also said that Ryan Kessler wasn't as skilled as Petey. Right. But, like, the tenacity that those guys have to go to those dirty areas, especially at the ages that they were when they were getting knocked down. I'm not saying Petey reminds me of Kessler as a player. I'm saying I'm comparing it to when Ryan Kessler was always getting knocked down when he was first in the league, when his body wasn't developed yet. He was always on his knees. But you could see that he would go to those areas. That's what Petey does, you know? But Petey's a far more skilled player than, in my opinion, both Korea and Kessler. Korea was more skilled than Kessler, too. Well, yeah, Korea's but, like a 100-point score. You man. know, like, yeah. all I'm saying is that when you go to these areas against big defenders and everything like that, you're going to get knocked down. And, and, the way and you're going to improve because once you put more muscle on yourself as you age, it's not going to be as easy for guys you, you to just blow you off the pot. I, I just, when you watch Korea, he was very smart at, Ducking in and out, ducking in and out of those big traffic areas, and oh, I just I and not especially, always. yeah, the one time. But if you go, but you like, uh, you know, and he was there in the height of the hook 'em grab 'em era, right? Yeah. He had to be smart to to duck in and out of those trouble areas, and I just I wish Petey would do a little bit more of that because he, it scares me. It does, and there was a couple times last night I'm like, man. That has trouble written all when over. When guys take liberties with them, it drives me nuts. Last night, I didn't really see too, too much of that. Whereas you Quinn, know, like Quinn you know? Hughes, I, he's a guy who knows when to get out. And I feel like Petey, he, and I love him. God love him, but he'll go head first into those into I those love watching spots. him do it. So I just, I, I just wish he, he could just be a little bit smarter because he means so much to the team. And if he gets hurt, it's that's it, right? So... Yeah, I, th- I think he's smart enough to to not do that, to not put himself at risk. Yeah, he's, he just tried to dangle Dumble last night and couldn't get around him. Yeah, because he got tripped. Yeah, leg out tripped. I'm not with you on that one. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Yeah. What that? What else? That's it. You want to talk about any other players you feel are aren't getting the calls? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Want to talk about our trip to Vancouver? Watch wrestling. You want to thank uh, the Sports Faucet for picking us up on the other side? Yeah, it was really nice of him to pick us up and let us us chill at his place, too. That was nice. Yeah. Art was drinking straight vodka on the SkyTrain by himself like a true alcoholic. Not true. Only half true. Caleb Curry had the idea because he bought the vodka. I trust him. All right. Art ripped it out of my more. hand. You could see him start sweating before he uh, before he uh, even put his lips to the bottle. He was, like, sweating nervously and twitching, and then he ripped it out of my hand, and he's like, I need this before wrestling. Uh, Between the Stammers uh, was pretty loud at the uh, WWE SmackDown show. It was. I had a lot of fun, and it was nice to see Sports Fawcett, and it was nice to see our buddy Shane Lochran, your former podcast mm-hmm. uh, host, when Art and him were doing the Shardcast. It's great to see Rich Brown, mm-hmm. our Vancouver correspondent, the next morning for some brunch. Uh, what did you think of SmackDown? Did you have fun? Yeah, I had lots of fun. It uh, it's 
one of those things when you go watch a wrestling show, you got to go all in or else don't go at all, right? You got to get into the chants. You got to do, yeah, you got to run with the storyline one way or the other. You just have to do it or else you're just sitting there being an idiot at a stupid show. Now, there were some Canuck-related things that happened in the arena that night. Sure. We had a uh, an appearance by a wrestler known as Elias, mm-hmm. and he referenced Petey, saying he got a phone call from Petey telling, telling him to shut the guys in the ring up, and the crowd gave him a pretty big paw for that. I thought he was the most over-wrestler of the night, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say, though, and I've seen him as a heel before, and I find him hilarious. Do you think it would have been funnier if he was going against our Elias Pettersson as a heel You know what? in that I, moment? I thought um, probably, but yeah. I thought Sammy did a really, really good job. And, and yeah. uh, Sammy Zayn was the heel's name in, in uh, on SmackDown Live there, and he was in the middle, and the crowd was so hot. Like, we were... Yelling more cowbell. They're they're doing a protest concert and they were playing cowbell and the 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 fans started chanting "We want cowbell" and then the the heels wouldn't listen so they threw it out and then they got booed and then Sammy saying that Sammy, Sedin and yeah the Sedin talking about a travesty. He was like, "The only travesty is the Sedin's jerseys are up in the rafters in Vancouver." <laughs> exploded. Yeah, that was good. You know what's too on bad though? That wasn't even him. on TV. That didn't make it to TV. Yeah, it did. I saw it. Did it? Yeah, I saw it. I watched the replay on TV. The only thing was, is on TV, they can turn the crowd noise up and down. So the crowd noise was a little more muted, muted for that. But they definitely made the Sedine reference. Oh, and did it? it made oh, okay. TV. Okay. Both, the, uh, both the PD reference and the uh, Sedine references oh, okay. made TV. All right. Yeah. Um, no, that was fun. That was what fun. was your favorite chant we got going? He can't remember. He no, I can't remember. I, I, I seriously, that went off the rails for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can barely remember the show. We honestly. had uh, cruiserweights in there after the show finished, and those are the smaller guys. And there was this one cruiserweight who's really big up top mm-hmm. and big shoulders and big arms, and he had little chicken legs, and we got a You Skip Leg Day chant going. Yeah, that's good. And I thought that was probably my favorite of the, uh, of the show. Yeah, that was probably the most funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a couple of things I wanted to run by you, actually. Um, He's back into it. The NFL owners are thinking about uh, making the the playoff the playoffs different, adding pretty much adding another team to both conference. We're talking football now. Yeah, that's what I said, NFL owners. Right now they're meeting in New York to discuss the negotiations with the Players Association on a new collective bargaining agreement. And uh, the league is proposing a 17-game regular season as well. What do you think about a 17-game regular season, also a extra playoff team? Do we cut a preseason game out in order for this uh, 17-game season to happen? Yeah. The current 10-year deal is expiring here, so that's why they're making changes. So if that happens, I'm all for it. Um, Seven? Let's throw an eight. Throw... Throwing eight teams from eight teams from the AFC and eight teams from the uh, NFC. I think that's what they should do. So right now, both like division, the top two seeds. Yeah, they get buys. They get buys. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's stupid. You think it's stupid? Yeah. So right now, I think what they're what they're proposing is only the number one seed gets a buy. 
That's what they're. Proposing. I still like just throw eight and eight in there. Why, why seven and seven? It's just why does the one team get a buy? Why do we well, need you got, buys? Well, you got to give them something for winning the number one overall seed, right? They don't do that in hockey. I know they don't, but it also do makes the regular. It makes the regular season very do like they every. Do that in it makes basketball. Every, it makes every single game very important in the regular season for football, which doesn't have as many games. Yeah, right? but I mean, if you're adding yeah. an extra game, if you're adding seventeen games in there, and mm-hmm. we've already seen some of these teams that squeak into wild card weekend. If you add two more teams in there, don't you think that the championship team of each one is going to walk whoever makes it in there? Like, why not just throw eight and eight? Yeah, maybe, but... You, that way you have half your league, too, you, right? You don't you want to water down the regular season by doing this, right? I that, don't think that's, you do. I think that's the problem with it, in, in, just in my eyes. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I've heard that argument before, yeah. but I, don't, I really don't think you do. And then you get more teams that make the playoffs, and the bad... Like the the well, not the bad, but the teams that just barely make it into the playoffs, playing a first round team. If they get walked in that game, then yeah, that's probably the way she should go. But if the league is very competitive and they beat that first first uh, seeded team, how awesome of an upset would that be on the first weekend of the, of the NFL playoffs? Like, uh, and and you have a thirty two team league, just cut it at half, sixteen in, sixteen out. Yeah. This is more wear and tear on those NFL bodies, though. I think that's another thing the Players Association is thinking about. So, yeah, anyways. Well, I mean, like, you're playing pro sports at a pretty competitive level. It's one extra game for that first-seeded team. It's not that big of a deal. They already have a bye week in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. it's like baseball. We were talking about this with baseball last week, and we are saying how their their, uh, proposed new playoff thing is more of a smokescreen to get everybody – to stop talking about the Astros, but like I don't get like why don't you just shorten your season, make make playoffs longer, make it a little bit easier to get in. Well, Both these leagues, they're not shortening the season; they're making it. longer. I know I was talking about baseball there. Okay, right. Well, baseball's never going to do that. Well, but, they should. Yeah. If the NFL's considering it, the NFL is the template of a successful league right now, right? As far as revenue is concerned, why wouldn't other teams look at this? Other well, the NFL isn't trying look to shorten at this. Their, they're trying to lengthen their regular season. That's not what I'm saying, Art. What I'm saying is getting more teams into the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay? Okay. So if the NFL is doing it, why wouldn't Major League Baseball look at that and be like, oh, okay, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I don't disagree about that. Major League Baseball, of course. Bring more teams. Tradition um, in sports, like sports need to evolve. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. Last thing I want to run by you, and it has to do with baseball, and it has to do with the Astros. Do you think there's enough shame on the players, or do you think, do you think there needs to be more for these Astros? There should be shame the on them all season. Yeah. The only reason why they're even remotely shameful is because they got caught. Yeah. So, but I'm wondering to you, like, is because everybody thinks the players got off soft here. Absolutely, they did. Okay. But do you, do you, do you buy the argument? Because I do kind of buy the argument that this this championship will always be tainted. Like it everybody will, will know tainted. that for it'll be the Black Sox, you know. It'll be Barry Bonds, whether, you know, whether he cuz he's the home run king right now. It's always tainted. Yeah, People it is will tainted. always remember it's that. It's always tainted. Yeah. yeah. So is that punishment enough? No. It's not. No. What do you think they should do? Their whole career they're going to get heckled and hounded and stuff like that and if yeah. they continue playing baseball, that's the way she goes. Yeah. You cheated, you got to deal with it now. Yeah. No, right? I'm just wondering though should Manfred had done something else to the players. That's what I'm asking. Like giving them suspensions or anything? Yeah. 
No, I'd leave it like as is right now. Those guys are going to have to deal with the Should state of that. Should they have vacated the It's the up title. to the fans of other teams and all that stuff to give it to these guys for the rest of their careers, and they're going to. Yeah. Right? But I, I would say That's right now. That's where Manfred is right. I, I would think. say right now the guys haven't suffered enough. They got off easy, and the only reason why people were even talking about it is because they got caught. Yeah. But, you know, like Bregman, he's going to have to deal with this for the rest of his career. Yeah. And that's good, right? And that is good. But yeah. I'm, I'm saying because the rest of the players are whining and complaining right now in Major that League they, Baseball that their that title they, should be stripped. That their title should be stripped. Yeah, no. That – that these players got off scot free no. and nothing has happened, but that's not no, true. That's not, not that, nothing has well, happened. You got to look at the the, yeah. the court of public opinion, right? And that's the, the court say. of public opinion with this is that these guys are going to be labeled no good, dirty cheaters for the rest of their careers. And it's going to come up right? when these guys are going to get yeah. in, to get in the they're Hall gonna, of Fame. They're going to. It's going to come up when they get into the Hall of Fame. It's going to come up every year they get uh, go into an All Star game or people don't vote them in for an All Star game for that exact reason. It's going to be with them every time they're up to bat in an opposing stadium and somebody yells something out at them. Mm-hmm. The fans are the people that are going to make these guys pay. You know, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball has already acknowledged it. Major League Baseball should probably do a better job of uh, being more transparent with everything that else is going on. Major League Baseball should also have a continuing investigation of what happened in 2018 and in 2019 with what the team has done, right? All that is up to them, and they should do a better job with that, and that's on the commissioner. But as far as the court of public opinion on all these guys, these guys are going to hear it for the rest of their career. Yeah, that's where you I, know? that's where I agree. That's and that's that's all. That's a pretty big punishment, but it's all their own fault. A year ago, I was saying Altuve is one of the greatest players, and like yeah. you could say right now, like his trajectory for where he was going to go. You could like this guy's special. He could be one of the greatest baseball players ever. I'm not saying that now. Because he's sitting on balls, sitting on change-ups, you know, like... That being said, and all this, and you know there's that old adage where all press is good press, which I don't always believe. That's not true. But how... It's must-watch TV when the Astros are on the road now. When these guys oh, come yeah. up to play the plate, it's, it's must-see TV. People are buying tickets just to boo these guys. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And people will watch games to see guys get plunked. Yeah, right? and how often has Major League Baseball been talked about? Yeah. How many times are we going to see guys get, yeah. guys get plunked this season? Yeah, it's going to happen. I know. And guys are going to pitchers are going to get tossed, and we're going to see the dugout empty as the Astros. They're the villains in the MLB now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's kind of exciting. It is kind of exciting. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just got because I had our 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 buddy there, our Vancouver correspondent. To, he's he's very disappointed because he thinks the integrity of the game is shot. The integrity of the game was already shot. And that's what I kind of said as well. Um, but I also think it makes it very interesting as well to see what happens with the Astros here this season. That's why I think ML- the MLB needs an overhaul, right? Like, it just needs an overhaul in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And the commissioner has been – he hasn't been good. No, he hasn't. But you don't, response you don't take the title good. away. You acknowledge it, right? It's just like anything. You acknowledge that the, there was a gaffe there. Right, it sits in the annals of history, and then you move on. They won it. Asterix, they cheated, and they can't feel good about their championship win. No, they just can't. No, and the fans will let them know that they don't feel good about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, think of all the rivals in that division. Every single place they travel this season, they're gonna hear about it. Do you hear in your, their own division? Your boy Nick Markakis 
talk? What did he say? Oh, he was just, he came out like red-headed bull. You should go find the clip of it. It's pretty good. Old man Nikki? Yeah, and he, like he doesn't say Nikki. anything. That guy never says anything. Yeah. And same with Mike Trout coming out. That guy doesn't ever say anything either. What did Trout say? Oh, he says it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and he thinks he thinks there should be further punishment as well. Trout is one of those guys, man. Like, could you imagine Trout in the playoffs? This is why I think baseball, they just need to look at their playoff format a little bit more to get these stars on teams that could maybe make it, you know, a little more often than they're than they're allowed to be in these playoffs. Like, give me Trout in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? He's only been in one playoff. I know. Game. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. The way it is. Uh, Caleb Kirby, where can we find you on the internet? At Kirbman23. Uh, you can find us at between the S on Twitter. You can email us at between the stammers at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me at Art Aronson on all social media platforms. Tell Art uh, he's doing a good job. He's a little crestfallen today. Crestfallen? Yeah. I don't know if I'm crestfallen. You look a little crestfallen. I'm pretty exhausted, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that crestfallen is the right way to go. But You look beat up. Beat up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Hey. But you look, it's a good, it's a good look on you. Okay. <laughs> Chris Paul, I'll take it. Okay.